some people are just amazing. I'm afraid you're about to find out who one of them has. Two things you should know right away on this episode. Number one, this is the podcast that is all about radio. We talk to a radio pro every single week on Monday nights. And in case you wonder what the value to you should be, we believe you can't network enough in our business today. That means it's who you know. We also believe that all of us in the radio business are stronger together, and this podcast literally is radio pros encouraging other radio pros. So listening to this is sort of like going to the church of radio. Number two, today's guest has just experienced uh, what I'm about to talk about. KTFM in San Antonio, Texas was recently flipped. Her job description has changed dramatically, completely. And in fact, check this out. So we literally scheduled her. She had one job title. And then boom, she's in radio, you know. So now she has a totally different job description. But what you're about to find out, what you're about to learn today is how resourceful and how much bounce backedness. Is that a word? Of course it's not. But we're in radio. We can make words up. And, and you'll find out how she's doing great as the marketing director of Alpha Media in San Antonio. And we'll talk about that other job of hers, which uh, is coming right up on this podcast. Welcome to the Radio Rally on the Clubhouse app. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing the stories from an amazing radio pro, and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. I work with encouragement, strategy, behavior, and aggression to bring our clients unnatural advantages in their local radio market every single day. We really do help local broadcasters make more money by being an affordable programming partner who can fully develop the right position for their local brand or brands, coach their morning show and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce their daily music logs. We also provide uh, excellent voice trackers when needed, sales and promotional ideas that really move the revenue needle, and a lot more. We are confidential and market exclusive for radio. If you have a problem, something that gets in the way of your ratings or your revenue, reach out anytime. We'd love to help you. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We don't lock away anything on our website the way some other consultants do. We do this because we believe in the theory of abundance. Ask me about it sometimes. Go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. You can also see our full upcoming guest calendar that's all the way into, I think we're sometime, we're scheduled into September right now. It's on our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We also, in that location, have encouragement for all on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series, and even more encouragement for local sellers with our encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources for anyone in radio today. 
Today's live event will be a podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and it will become available shortly after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. You can meet our guests live on Clubhouse, of course, or you can subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing. The Encouragers uh, the Radio Rally podcast is available on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. So what's happening on this live event? Well, today we get to talk with Lauren Lowe Sessions. We're going to find out about the Lowe, too. She is somebody with multiple job titles at Alpha Media in San Antonio, Texas. We're going to talk about that great city and the state of Texas, too. But before we talk with Lauren or Lowe, Next Monday, we visit with Dave Parker. Dave Parker is the program director of US 106.1 in Northrop, Virginia. We're going to find out all about his operation, about the country battle there, and about their special blend of what they're doing and what it means to them. Today's guest, by the way, knows a thing or two about radio and also working for different companies in our business. She also knows how to bounce up and bounce back. Lauren, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? Lloyd, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. I've been looking forward to this conversation for some time. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, ready to get into it. You know, we, we talked about this before this began, but you are low, as in L O, <laughs> you know right. I am I am L O Y D Void. <laughs> but tell us what tell us what low means and what it means to you and how you use it. That essentially is my on air moniker, if you will. Um, it's been a nickname of mine for a really long time, and um, you know at, when I first got into radio, I was going by Lauren on the air. Yeah. But somehow low just kind of st stuck. And that's just that's what I've been doing now for almost 10 years. And wait, low you, on the radio. Yeah, you've got you named your show, though, right? The low show. Yeah. Yeah, baby. The low show. You have your own <laughs> TV show. You keep acting like this. Hopefully that would that honestly, that's the dream. That would be really cool if I could do that. Well, we should check that dream though, because your dream really should be to be streaming, right? Yeah. Because you want to be, you want a big deal with Netflix or Amazon, somebody like that. So, listen. First, I need to know about you and the University of South Florida. What was that experience like for you, and what were you after in your education? You know, fresh out of high school, being away from the parents, I think the thing that I was really after was freedom. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but I, I did get into the University of South Florida, and I, I loved my time there. Originally, um, I had this pipe dream of being a doctor, and then I started failing my bio and, and math mm -hmm. classes, and I was like, oh probably not the best uh, area, you know, so I, I refocused, I regrouped. And I was like, well, what do I like to do? I, I like to talk, I like to socialize. Um, I like, you know, those types of things. So I figured communications would probably be a better route for me. Um, so I switched that I want to say my second semester of my freshman year. 
and um, started taking some communications classes. I worked at my school newspaper. I had my own um, territory. I was selling advertisements for the paper um, and quickly realized that the advertising route wasn't really for me. <laughs> mm. um, but I needed an internship, right? Like everybody has to have an internship on their their college resumes. And I saw, you know, the opportunity to intern for a local radio show. Um, and we'll, we'll get into uh, you know, that experience. Like, no, no, no. Let's don't get ahead now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know where you're going there, and that's not right yet. We're, I was going to say, I was going to say, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to but that. I mean, but um, but the mean, experience look, so far, I mean, the experience was was great. I, I met a lot of people. I, I joined a bunch of clubs. I did, you know, intramural sports. I was um, a member of the Delta Gamma fraternities. So I still have some sorority sisters that I keep in contact with. And, um, yeah, I mean, being at USF definitely opened up a lot of doors for me to, to stay in Tampa for quite, quite some time. All right. So I'm going to check a couple of boxes here, or we're going to do it together. Ready? Uh, you're a social person. Yes or no? Yes. You are an extrovert or an introvert? extrovert for sure <laughs> all right welcome to the club yeah all right look look at some point in in your college time you started experimenting but but you know in case your mom listens or whatever it wasn't with drugs <laughs> it was worse it was with radio <laughs> way can worse you tell us can you tell us how did you get involved in the radio business obviously it's some kind of internship right yes so i saw the opportunity to intern for a local night show. And I was like, you know what? I listened to them. I listened to that radio station. I'm going to give it a shot. So I did. All right. So did you start with iHeart in Tampa, St. Pete? Yes. So the internship was with iHeart in Tampa, and it was with the Rat and Puff show. Mm -hmm. And my first meeting with them was, I want to say it was at their Toys for Tots uh, toy drive, the stuff uh -huh. of us. And I just kind of walked up and was like, hey, <laughs> I heard you guys are looking for interns. And they put me to work. So <laughs> I was like, all right. That's, well, a, <laughs> this that's is a pretty how good way to start, right? Yeah. All right. And so for those of us who don't know the Rat and Puff show, did you did you get damaged? What was that experience like? I mean, there there's brain cells that I'll never get back, Lloyd. Nice. Uh, yeah. What, <laughs> no, what is that, that? What is that? What was that show like? <laughs> what was it like to intern at that show? It was it was the best chaotic moments of my life, like possible. Like, the, like when you think of like crazy radio that is what the rat and puff show is and they're i mean i still talk to them to this day they're they're great mentors of mine um yeah. but i mean they really they really opened up a whole nother side of i had no idea what radio could be or, or was you know at that time in my life um but they were very you know encouraging and <laughs> helpful in, in their own ways um but yeah, I mean, I, I owe a, lo a lot of my career to to those guys for sure. You know, only in radio can you say, I, I really owe a lot to Rat and Puff. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and it's a thing. So look, it looks to me like you did a lot at iHeart. Can you walk us through that experience? In other words, how did you walk your way through iHeart in Tampa? <laughs> it sounds like a big feat, right? Like, <laughs> well, a no, I, no, 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 no. Listen, uh, when when you go all in, we, we were talking a little bit before we started this podcast with you. And we were talking about how your attitude is what separates you. So, you know, when you're doing more than one thing and you're an intern and you just turn over new leaves all the time, that's worth taking note of. My experience there was was awesome. And and I've said this in previous uh, interviews before, like, you know, my time with iHeart and with, with FLZ particularly truly, you know, shaped myself as a as a personality in my in my early years. Um, but I mean, I did everything. I answered the phones, I board opt, I did stuff with promotions. Um, you know, my my first on air gig was an overnight uh, mix show that DJ Goofy White Kid would would put together and then send me a, you know, a cue sheet. And I would be in there at like two o'clock in the morning live having to, you know, talk over these 30 second breaks and like having to really get them right. And, and even in that time, like, you know, as a on-air personality being so new to it, like messing up. But I mean, that was, that was the part of, you know, the lesson as, as those, you know, those early failures and stuff. But I mean, I was a sponge. I just wanted to soak up all of the knowledge that I could from, you know, some of the, the best in the industry. And, and some of them are still there. I mean, Tommy Chuck was my the programmer that hired me for the first time. Yeah. I, I worked with Randy West very closely. Um, you know, the, the influence from the Kane show, just like the, the entire mm -hmm. FLZ mm -hmm. staff really. And then some, it was, well, it and was look, and look, you were, you were seeing and hearing and experiencing a lot of totally new things for you. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, you were a newbie. So for you to take all that in and go, no, I want to do more. I'm going to do this over here. I'll do anything. Yeah. Boy, that really branded you as a radio person, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a radio rat is what people call those, I think. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so listen. So then you went to work for West Virginia Radio Corporation. Um, that's a weather departure, isn't it? <laughs> it was a it was a, a a different scenario from what I was at before. I will t I will definitely tell you that. And did you find the weather to be shockingly different, of course? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, the the road trip up there, the caravan that I had, we got snowed in overnight in Beckley, West Virginia. Point that out on a map for me if you can, Lloyd. Well, I, I know where <laughs> Beckley is, but I understand what you're saying. But we were stuck in the middle of nowhere. Luckily, there was, you know, a, a place for us to stay. We had a dog. It was my boyfriend at the time and his parents, my parents. I mean, we all got to know each other very well that night. <laughs> really? So you had a whole caravan. Yeah. Really the beginning of your radio journey. Listen, mm -hmm. you did middays on 102 WVAQ and nights on 98.7 The Beat. Did you like splitting your world? like that? You know, I, I did. I, I have a very eclectic taste in music, which I think is why, you know, radio is, is such a good fit for me personally. Um, but being able to dive into, you know, those two different formats simultaneously was just a, a great, a, a great thing. And, and, and in a way would be the norm for me after that. 
um, like throughout my career, I've always done, you know, a show on more than one station or, or format, which has been a blessing. Um, and it's a way to really, you know, get good use of your content, your show prep. I mean, I, I think good content can be used anywhere, in my opinion. If it's, you know, something that you're pulling from your personal life, you can use that. It doesn't matter what format it is. Let's say great you know? songwriters say that, look, okay, so if you wrote a great song and it was a pop hit in the 1980s or it was a pop hit now, it doesn't matter how you treat the song. It's the song that matters, right? In other words, exactly. it's, your, it's your content. Yeah. Okay. So listen, what was great about that experience in West Virginia for you? I think it was just, you know, it was my first full-time gig. I was, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. But I think that the main thing was it really gave me a, a platform to to learn and, and to practice every day, where I wasn't necessarily getting that when I was just part-time, you know, at iHeart. While I was surrounded by, you know, very talented people, I wasn't able to put my talent to work every day, work out those kinks, you know what I'm saying, find my, find my groove. And I, I think that was, you know, one thing that, my time, you know, at VAQ was, was meant to be for. And, and it, it figured it was, a, it was a way for me to figure out who I was at the time too, you know? Well, and, and so when you're in Tampa, your eye spy, really great talent. When you're in West Virginia, you're starting to become that talent. Mm -hmm, exactly. All right. Exactly. So uh, listen, after West Virginia, you made a big change. <laughs> a call sure on. Did. Listen, you flipped West Virginia for Portland, Oregon. You jumped right in as the night host of KBFF. That's live 95.5. Did you like doing nights? That's a big question for you. Did you like the format? Did you want to try Oregon? Is Was that a thing? You just went, oh, my God. What was happening there? Um, lots of, lots of questions. So I, I want to make sure I answer all of them for you, Lloyd. Um, but as far as if I liked doing nights at the time, I definitely did. I was 25. I had just gotten out of a two year relationship. This was my shot at a major market, yes. uh, and, and a full-time position at a major market. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to, you know, make the most of this for sure. Um, I, nights weren't necessarily my end all be all. I definitely saw myself as becoming, you know, a, a midday personality or an afternoon personality, but, um, you know, it was an opportunity for me to get into a new company, a, a bigger company. And of course, you know, a larger market, which I thought was, was huge. Um, mm -hmm. so it was, a, it was a fresh start for me, a whole, you know, a, a new chapter. Um, I loved, and I, I still love the CHR format. Um, my time in Portland, I, I got to create so much more, which was awesome. Um, I have family in Washington State, so moving to the Pacific Northwest wasn't a, a, a huge scare for me because I knew I wouldn't be too lonely. Um, no. And it right. was just, a, you know, it was a beautiful and, and, and critical time in, in my life and my career. I, I, I loved being in, in Portland, and that's really shaped me into to the personality and now programmer. Uh, you know, that I like to think I am today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and look, you were there for five years, right? Yeah. So, you know, I got to ask, you know, when you went to Portland, did, did the caravan go with you? What happened? <laughs> just dad. Just dad went just, with me that oh, time. Man. So you've got a really good family backing you up, right? I do. I, they're my, my number one fans. <laughs> All right. I'm going to slip this in on you. Did you ever want to do mornings? You have such a great personality and you have a bounce to what you're doing. Thank you. 
Um, you know, yeah. It, I mean, this is actually full disclosure. I don't think a lot of people know this, but um, in you know, in the you know, the spirit of you know, sharing. I actually yeah. interviewed for a spot on the Kane show when he was um, still alive, rest in peace to, mm -hmm. to him. Yes. But um, during my time in Tampa, there was an opportunity to, to be a, be a part of the show. I got very close, but in the end, it just wasn't the opportunity for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's literally the only day part I haven't done officially. So why not close it out? I mean, I'd definitely be open to doing the mornings. <laughs> All right. One of the things that I noticed about you is you added music director and midday host to Kinks uh, HD2, We 102.9. Am I getting that right? That's right. And, and yeah. look, I, I want you to tell me what kind of feedback you got from that experience from the HD2. What, what did you get? What did you... What came back at you? You know, um, th that particular that particular signal was a little challenging. When, when we mm -hmm. first launched, we, um, you know, that was, and, and we, we'll get to that, I think, too, here soon. Right, but right. Um, it was on a full-grade signal. When I came on, it still was, and then there was some shifting that happened. Um, but as far as, like, my experience goes, being, you know, the midday host, and the music director, it, it was very positive. Again, like I had mentioned, you know, nights weren't my end all be all. If there was, a, you know, another opportunity to grow within Alpha and especially, you know, within the Portland market, I was going to, you right. know, take my shot. And I did. Uh, there was an opening for middays on Wii at, at one time. And um, I had told, you know, our, the VP, really the EVP, Phil, who was running the brand, yeah. um, that I was interested in growing and that I was interested in, you know, maybe adding music director stripes to to my resume. And, and that's what we did. And, you know, the experience was great. I got to have a little bit more, uh, you know, hands-on with the music. Um, I got to meet some, you know, lifelong friends now on the, on the label side of things because of that role. So the, the partnership has, was, was awesome. Well, you know, I'm noticing a little trend with you, and I'm just going to light it up right now. <laughs> Every experience that you have is always, that's a great experience. That was a great experience for me. That was very positive for me. You are very positive, aren't you? I try to be. I, I, I don't see the sense in living in the negative you know what i mean i like to mm -hmm. live in the positive live in the light <laughs> live in the solution i mean don't get me wrong there's definitely i have my bad days lloyd you know everybody I, goes through you know yeah, that's right everybody, negative things but i, I think always, i always say good things and bad things happen to everybody right oh yeah but i right. think that you know your perspective and being able to to change the perspective of certain situations um you know really helps you just live a better life you know, yeah. well, <laughs> I don't which, know. Is, which is big and powerful. It's not just yeah. big and powerful for the people you work for. It's big and powerful for you and your family. And I'm going to guess that this attitude of yours, this I can do it and I'm going to have positive experiences. <laughs> I'm going to focus. I think that comes from your family. Am I wrong? No, I, I think you're very you're very right. You're very All right. right. So listen, people want to know this. I mean, look. 
we all like to do impression management, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool over here. I got mm-hmm. it. I'm good. Okay, but truly, I think people always want to know things like this. How do you effectively network in the radio business in 2022? Here we've gone through this, what, two and a half years of, oh, what? How do you network effectively in this business today? I think every opportunity you can take to introduce yourself to someone um, is very, very important. I think widening and, and, you know, really expanding your network is huge, but the, but doesn't matter how big your network is. As long as you're kind to people, I think mm-hmm. that's like the most important thing. Cause like you, you never know who you're going to need in your corner when the time comes, like don't burn bridges. And, and I know this is a very redundant thing that people say, but it's, it's the truth. Like you, even, even if that relationship, maybe when it comes to an end, wasn't necessarily positive, like I wouldn't necessarily write somebody off completely. You know, I, I think it's really important to just like, you know, let bygones be bygones, but most importantly, just be the kind, positive person. <laughs> that's what I like. I, that's what I try to be from, from what I can tell it's working. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. No. And look, you, you never know what people are carrying around with them. So on a really bad day of yours, it could have been 10 times worse for the person that you experienced the bad thing with. Absolutely. All right. So then you go to San Antonio, Texas. (laughs) Now, did you have a desire to do Texas? I mean, look at where you're going, Tampa out to Portland. Now we're going to Texas. Did you know what a dynamic city San Antonio is? You know, to answer your first question, did I ever have a a desire to be in Texas or go to Texas? For some reason, I had this weird urge to move to Texas after high school. (laughs) Don't ask me why, because I don't remember, but I did. But for some reason, I've always been drawn to this state. So maybe a past life thing or, or something. But I mean, wow, it's, it's, it's been really great. Like I I had no idea how dynamic this particular city was compared to, you know, some other big Texas cities, but San Antonio is, is so cool. It's so different from Austin. It's so different from Houston. Um, I haven't, I haven't been up to Dallas yet, hopefully soon, but, but San Antonio is its own little world and, and I love it. It's, it's been super fun. And look, you know, I'm going to ask, do you know Spanish? Are you learning Spanish? Because <laughs> there's I, a lot of Spanish <laughs> influence there. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, I wish I could say I was bilingual, but I'm not. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican and Irish German, which is, you know, a mix in itself. Um, but we just we didn't speak Spanish, um, you know, at home. So I, I know very minimal things like I can talk to my grandma here and there, but I'm definitely learning a lot more being here in San Antonio because it's very prominent. Mm-hmm. All right. So, look, you're hired as the assistant program director in afternoon drive talent for KTFM. Oh, legendary call letters. What happened? Mm, the age old question. Well, at least the last question I've been getting for a few months now. Sure. Um. The only thing I can really say is radio happened <laughs> without, yeah. without saying too much. Um, there was, you know, there was an opportunity to, you know, really elevate one of our spoken word formats here in San Antonio. Right. And our team decided that that's what they were going to do. 
Um, and it's a, a huge opportunity for the sports station, the San Antonio Sports Star, as well as our, you know, our clients. Um, and they can now be heard on one of the biggest signals in, in San Antonio. So without saying so too much, that's what to, happened. Wait, it goes back to that dynamic city and how they feel about sports in that. Exactly. Tent. Yep. They're they're insane, as you know. Yes. So that, that kind of makes sense as an opportunity. Listen, you also became the content director for KTFM HD. Here we go again. We <laughs> 94.5. Tell us about this brand and your experience creating that brand. Sure, sure. Um, so I've actually been a part of the We brand since its inception uh, back in 2017 in Portland. Um, so Phil Becker, he's our, our EVP of content for Alpha Media. Um, oh, yeah. I remember he pulled me into his office one day and he was like, so we're launching a hip hop brand and we were launching it on Friday. <laughs> this was like okay, a Monday, sure. I think. And he's like, it has to be on the air by Friday at like 5 p.m. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, so I need you to do this. Person X is going to do this. Person Y is going to do this. And yeah, we got to get it done by Friday. And I was like, all right, well, I guess this is what it feels like to, you know, play in the big leagues. But um, but we did it. We launched the station in less than a week, top to bottom, socials, promotions, music, on-air talent, imaging. Um, and it will forever be one of my favorite memories in my career. It was fun. It was fast. It was challenging. Um, and then that was on the air for about a year until I came into the mix as the midday talent and music mm -hmm. director. Um, and then by the time I left, essentially, I was assisting Phil with with um, programming the station. So that was the obvious fit for me to take over programming duties um, for we here in San Antonio. Absolutely. And listen, Phil got to know you really well, and you got to know Phil really well. Yeah. And Phil understood that he could depend on you for this positivity, didn't he? He did. <laughs> That's right. So look, so the people at Alpha, they really like you. They I guess shook, so. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, look, we've, we've got evidence. They shook up KTFM and they found a place for you as the marketing director of Alpha Media USA in San Antonio. Tell us about that job. That's a big job. That is a big one. And, you know, I've, I've been doing it officially now for about a month. And it is very, very fast paced. Um, essentially, my role is to act as, you know, the liaison between sales, programming and the community, right? Um, right. So one of our first events that we're going to be putting on and marketing opportunities for San Antonio Sports Star is our fall golf classic that's happening mm -hmm. this September. Okay. Um, and it's going to benefit the Lupus Foundation of America. Um, you know, sales are going really well. Uh, Signups are going really well. We're we're about halfway full on on our participants as far as the golf tournament goes. Um, but I'm really excited to again just kind of learn a new side of the business um, and really just kind of dive deeper into you know that marketing and 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 sales partnerships and 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 whatnot and just you know kind of try to use my skills in in that way to create you know more revenue opportunities for and, and, and more branding opportunities for, for Alpha. 
This is so awesome how you are. And look, here we are. We're all in the radio business, right? And 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 it's so easy to start talking about uh, negative things that can happen in the radio business. But that's not you. You're actually not low for being low. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to say that. And I'm going to say this to you. It's so good for you to come on our program. We are the encouragers. Our goal is to encourage radio pros at all levels. That's what you're doing with your physical life. That's what you're doing. You're talking about how to turn positive and how to learn new things and, and how to grasp new subjects within the discipline of broadcast. How involved are you in digital for Alpha? I would say I'm not as, as involved as I would like to be. I, I think I'm getting there. Um, but I think with this, you know, this new role with marketing, I think that opportunity is going to really just create itself. Um, maybe right. I'm more involved than I think I am, but there's obviously, you know, a lot more to learn on this marketing side that I don't know yet. Um, right. But I'm, you know, I'm excited to, again, put my skills to use and, you know, create potential, you know, again, new revenue opportunities for Alpha in that particular space because it's so broad. You could do so much with it. Um, and, and I'm yeah. glad to hear you say that because mm -hmm. I, I swear I'm beating the drum about digital <laughs> and, and because there's still places where people are reticent about digital. There are places where people are totally resistant to digital. Like, yeah. mm, no, we don't need that. It's like, are you kidding me? The revenue <laughs> is exploding over there. And I always say this phrase, I always say that, look, uh, once you have a radio station, you get anything else you want. That literally is limitless. In other words, of course, as local media, we should be dominating digital. It's a way to grow our relationships, a uh, relationship depth with clients. Mm -hmm. It's a way to get new clients. Now, you know, you seem to be excited by the revenue side, too, and connecting the dots to that, which I think is powerful and important because a lot of times on the programming side, people think, ah, you know, money, all they want is money. You know what? Sales. Yes. <laughs> sales and right sales and revenue are jobs that's what they are yeah so how significantly are you involved in sales not just the liaison but how how engaging are you with the sales team in san antonio i would like to think i'm very engaging like anytime an, an ae or um you know our, our director of sales needs help with like a creative idea to, you know, put a, a promotion together or, you know, a, a, you know, maybe an endorsement or something for, for a client. I'm always there. I'm always down to go on sales calls. Um, I, I, I like to think I, I figured out the, <laughs> the puzzle piece between sales and, and, and programming pretty early in my career. I think if, if people start to, you know, look at radio as the product that you're selling, I think mm -hmm. that connection, you know, between programming and sales would be a, a lot more collaborative um, because, right. you know, the the better the content, you know, a, a programmer or a talent puts out, you know, more of an opportunity for our sales staff to go out and sell it or, or pitch it to a client that makes sense. Yes. And, you know, it's 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 just a it's a revol it's a revolving, you know, like circle really it's it's a cycle you keep the sales team happy they keep the programming team happy and and, and vice versa 
Well, and, and look, sometimes I think that the thing that's missing in our business is the fundamental understanding that programming and the things that happen in the programming end of the business, if it's done correctly, right, if, mm -hmm. if real branding is done, if real morning shows are done that are captivating to an audience and move radio stations up, that is the creation of revenue. Right. And it's I just opportunity. Think, yeah, there's been such a rush in our business to focus on the X's and O's of revenue that sometimes in many situations, it's completely lost what these underheaded programming people are doing, getting in my way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's not right. Yeah. And, and, and it does need to be looked at for sure. So listen, let's say somebody discovers our podcast. And the first episode that they listen to is the low show. You, okay? What advice do you give them for moving up in our industry now? Not five years ago, 10 years, forget all that. We're talking about now and in the future, what's happening now? Well, welcome to the show is what I would have to say first and foremost. Thank you for listening. Um, but no, I think the best advice <laughs> is ask a lot of questions. I think that's super important. Um, you know, if you're interested in a, in a different department, show your interest, right? Like the squeaky wheel gets greased. <laughs> people, yeah. aren't, people aren't mind readers. So if, if you don't verbalize your thoughts or your interests, no one's going to know, uh, you know, if, you're, if your manager or colleague or, or mentor doesn't know, how can they help you you know, achieve what you're trying to achieve or, you know, introduce you to a person that could potentially help you grow or, or get to that goal that you're, you know, looking at. So, yeah, I think asking a lot of questions and, you know, the network is important too. But just remember to be kind to your network. Oh, you are just, you've become one of my favorite people. You've said one of my favorite, <laughs> no, you said one of my favorite things now twice without, without anybody asking. Be kind, be kind. Yeah. It, yeah. It's such a needed thing in this world right now. It really Listen, is. Uh, let's talk about you being a knucklehead, okay? <laughs> you were named to a uh, Radio's 30 and Under Superstars list by Radio Inc. Did, did, did that happening, did that, uh, you know, did you feel pressure when that happened? Because they essentially said you were somebody to know. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't feel a little bit of pressure. I also just made that list because the article came out in December and I turned 31 in January after that came out. Nice. So luckily, I made it just just by the you know skin of my teeth. But so listen, um, Lo, you've got great timing then, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, the, I think the pressure was a little bit on for sure. Um, but at the same time, I was super proud of myself. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it was it was such a great moment for me personally. And it was kind of like, dang, girl, like all that hard work, like, you know, people are noticing it, which is great. And that's obviously not what it's all about. But, you know, yes, a pat is. on the back every once yes, in a while yes, is nice. It is. Yes, so. it, is. It, is about, it is about that. It is about <laughs> influencing people, lifting people up, and yeah. showing that you have the chops to do it. Yeah, but no, it was, it was a cool, very cool moment for me. I was, I was very proud of myself.
So nice. Listen, that attitude gets you in a lot of trouble. Tell us about being <laughs> the N. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure I try to do this right. M I W Minty class of 2022. What is that? So, yeah, just one thing after another with me, I guess, this year. Um, yeah, that's right. So, so, so the MIW is um, it's a program mentoring and inspiring women in radio. And nice. it's a it's a class of four wonderful women every year who get the chance to connect with other wonderful women in the industry and this was actually my third year applying. Um, so I'm glad I, I stuck it out because I was chosen um, yeah. as one of the mentees for the year long program. And I've been teamed up with uh, Haley Jones and Kareen Baldassano. Uh -huh. And we've been having some, some great chats, Kareen and I. Um, Haley, Haley has been, um, you know, a, a network connection I've had for, for a few years now. So I'm excited to, you know, get to chat with her on a, on a closer level, uh, Valerie Geller as well, but it's, it's just a, a great group of, of women. And we, you know, we, we kind of just bounce ideas off of each other. Kareen was, you know, assigned to me personally because of her extensive programming background and knowledge. Um, and honestly, this this program came at a at a perfect time in my career with all of the shifting that was going on, um, you know, last month. So it's been a great experience so far. I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing where it goes the next year. But but most importantly, just, you know, holding on to these relationships for, you know, the rest of my career, which is going to be great. I love everything that comes out of your mouth. You look, <laughs> we we talk about mentors and mentorship because I mean, let's face it, we're the encouragers, right? So it's so important to listen to the right people to to assimilate yourself to people who are doing things, accomplishing things, showing you the path, showing you how you can. You, I don't want to say take the shortcuts because that sounds like you're doing some cheating or something, but really people who have a lot of knowledge, it's powerful when they mentor people because it is like taking shortcuts. They can show you how to avoid all the stupid things that they did. <laughs> right. Right. And absolutely. That, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's wisdom. That's, that's exactly what that is. So, now we've reached a point where I got to ask this question, and this is always, it can be the toughest question, right? Yeah. No one knows the future. I always tell people, it's like, if you see somebody tell you that they know the future, know one thing, they don't know anything about the future, okay? But, but look, we got to start somewhere, and everybody's so fascinated with the idea. Tell us your version of how you think the future of radio may go? Uh, this is such a hard question and mm -hmm. probably like my least favorite question to answer. Nice. Um, <laughs> because I'm, you know, I've, I've been, you know, positive penny over here, but this is where I'm going to tap into my pessimistic side just a little bit. Shields um, up, everybody. <laughs> but, you know, I, I hate to say this and I hope this doesn't last for a long time. But I think, you know, in the near future, and honestly, it's already happening, we're, we're going to see less and less programmers, especially in the music space. Um, again, I hope that changes. But, you know, with the aftermath of 
the pandemic and this recession that everyone keeps talking about. Um, you know, I feel more downsizing could happen and it probably will, but I have faith that, you know, we'll get back to basics and start leaning back into that, you know, that live and local foundation and that mantra that, you know, we were built on and that's, you know, proven to do so well for, for so many. I, I think it's just a matter of working with what you got right now, but I think if radio wants to stay in that competitive space, it needs to get back to that live and local idea. You know, the God bless the syndicated shows. I think that's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has there's, a purpose, there's, right? there's something sure, but there's something different about running into, you know, your favorite local radio personality at the grocery store or at an event that the radio station has put together to create those, those community engagements and, and those interactions. Um, so <laughs> if, if, if radio wants to see, you know, the light of day <laughs> in a few years, we got to get back to that. Well, Otherwise there's, there's no opportunity. Yeah. It's interesting, right? So the question really becomes how important is content? Well, it's pretty important. It's what you're selling. How important is local content? Well, it's pretty important because it, it's what literally differentiates you from, let's say, Ryan Seacrest. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, you may not think that's important, but the business, the more we syndicate, the more we voice track out of town, the more we do these things, we're not becoming a larger business. It's becoming smaller, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So how do you bring that positive attitude to this environment and look to the future? Is it by uh, changing and going, okay, I'm going to go with the flow? What is it? I, I think, you know, at a certain point, dead fish go with the flow. <laughs> I. I, uh, I could go with the flow for a little while, but then at some point it's like, okay, we, we got to figure something out because if, 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 if there's, if there's no action, right, if there's inaction, then, then you're just going to stay stagnant and life is going to go on without you. I think it's really important that we, you know, are, are continuing to put creative and, um, you know, innovative people into, into place and into positions to where we can figure out a way to get out of whatever rut it is that we're in. Right. Um, but going with the flow for too long is, in, in my opinion, is extinction, you know? Well, listen, Lo, that what you're talking about right there, a lot of people in our business, and I know this is going to sound counter to everything because people in our business like to put their hands on their hips and go, yeah, I'm going to really create a business. <laughs> I'm creative. I'm so creative. And then they get afraid to do change. They get afraid to take risk. Okay. But the hidden feature in that idea is if you don't take risk, you are also taking risk, right? Right. So, you know, uh, at some point, the pain gets to be large enough to where you're back to the content people. And that's your programmers, yep. right? Well, listen, I look, I want to thank you for being our guest on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally.
If it's okay with you, I'd like for to ask you to hang on for a few minutes in case somebody from our audience has questions. Uh, we also have some things lined up for you anyway, uh, because I got some questions in advance from a few people. You're going to like that too, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought sure, so. I'll hang, out. I'll hang out for a bit. All right. So listen, don't forget to look up our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com and see all the ways that you can get things for free from us to help your local radio cluster, your local programming team, and your sellers. It's really important. We'll check out our schedule all the time at RainmakerPathway.com. Look for our clubhouse schedule because you get to see all the future guests that we have on the clubhouse, including our NASCAR event that's coming up. It's going to be really cool for local sellers who are attached to NASCAR and people who are selling sports in general. Now, Lo, uh, from our IM platform, uh, this question came in. I think this is a good one. Uh, how do you keep such a positive outlook in our business today? That kind of floats right through what we've been talking about a little bit. Oh, man. Um, it's it's really just a personal mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you have to really just start with being positive in your in yourself and your, you know, like your core surroundings. Right. And then I, I, I feel like that just kind of, you know, bleeds through and in, in, into other aspects of your life. Um, I think it's really important that, you know, you meet negativity with positivity, because then it cancels it out. There's been there's been so many, you know, negative headlines with radio. And I mean, it, even even before I even got into the industry, it was like, oh, radio is a dying medium. It's a dying medium. And we've done research. We've done studies that that's not the fact. It might feel that way because of, you know, the impending doom of streaming and and shrinking staff and, and all of that. But but then you look at the hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising every year. Exactly. And and and, and the millions of dollars that radio raises for some amazing causes in including yeah, yeah. by the way the lupus thing that you got coming up right yeah absolutely pretty, i mean i'm pretty incredible yeah I, I think it's just it's it's more of a a lifestyle mindset and then that will you know bleed in, in into other aspects of your life and and i don't want the positivity to be misconstrued into you know ignorance is bliss i mean there's mm -hmm. i definitely have my moments where i'm like mm, that doesn't sound so good but yeah. I, I think it's a matter of just like kind of, you know, being optimistic with, with the situation, but also, you know, doing your due diligence and, and planning ahead for, for certain things, too. Because if, if there's one thing that's constant with this industry, it's change it is. <laughs> and change exactly is going right. to happen. So, yep. Change is going to come, as the old song says. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, you know. Boy, I hope I don't get myself in trouble here, but uh, it, it, it sounds like you're like me. You have high passion for this business and you have high passion for programming in this business, okay? When somebody came and sat down with you and told you about KTFM and what was going to happen, how did you take that inside your body? <laughs> you know. Um, I, was, I was upset. <laughs> right, right. I was, I was upset with, without saying too much. Um, you know, I had just, I had just moved 2000 miles away, I left family mm. and friends of five and a half years in Portland. Um, I had just been in the, you know, been in the gig six months yes. and that's when they dropped the news. 
Um, but again, I, I separated my personal feelings from the business right. and I, I know that that wasn't like an intentional thing. Like, Oh, we're going to get one over on low. You know what I mean? It was at the end of the day, it was a business decision. There wasn't really anything I could have done to, you know, change that. It would, there just wasn't enough time for, for change to really happen. Um, so yeah, I was, I was upset for a few days and then I got over it. <laughs> All right. So here's another question for my, I am portal. Um, what is the goal for you? Did you, or do you want to become an OM of a cluster? Is it something else? What is it? Yeah. Um, that's definitely the path that I'm, I'm trying to, to get to. I don't know that that's something I, you know, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I am ready for it. Uh, that's, de that's definitely in the, in the goal, <laughs> in the goal path, I, I should say. Um, being an OM of a cluster, managing multiple brands, um, in the short term, as far as like on air goes, I would love to transition into country radio. I, I have a, a love for country music and I think that would be a, a fun format to, to dive into as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, taking this marketing director position to the next level too. Well, I need to say this to you because it's important, uh, because I see you. Okay. Uh, you come on here and we spent right at the last hour talking to you about your career and about how you handle bumps and scrapes and, and bounce up and do more, better, more incredible how you have this influence on people. If this is a job interview, you get a job right now. You get a <laughs> is job it a job right interview, now. Lloyd? Is it? Maybe it's, it is. <laughs> you know, it's not a job interview, but you never know where things are going to go, right? Right. And I just think that you're somebody who needs to be exalted in this business. And so I'm certainly glad that you uh, would come and hang out with us. Listen, we do try to keep things to about an hour. One of the great things about our event is, you know, we do uh, ask people if they want to ask questions, but we don't force people to do it. People are awfully shady about wanting to to stick their neck out, if you know what I mean. I do want to thank you for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, email me. It's easy, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. And by the way, we like to say at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally, once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. Again, you need to know what that is. You call me. I'll tell you about it. Our thanks to Lauren Sessions, but we call her Low because we're friends. She's the marketing director and content director at Alpha Media in San Antonio. And I think she can do any job in this industry. So I want to thank her for being our patient and giving guest. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available in the next few minutes, probably, if I know Joe like I do. And thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint. Please do share our podcast, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, uh, with friends, with people in our industry, with people who are interested in audio. We are on Apple, Spotify, and almost anywhere that you get your podcast. Please remember this. If you don't remember anything else from today's show, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.